Get your toes out of my flops. <laughs> I have my own flops. They're just in my car. Get your flops out of my area. <laughs> no, it was like they're folded. Like, <laughs> but like your whole foot didn't move. It was just like the front. And you're like, <laughs> you have long fronts of your feet. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. But that's like, oh, oh, the dogs are contained. You know, I really want to know, like, who out of our family is still listening to this. Because I feel like everybody that was, like, cheering us on probably isn't listening. Is probably not listening so if you're listening, more. you better comment on Facebook and tell us. Yeah, and you better give us a review. Yeah. Please. Thanks. Thanks. And share our eppies because um, our family has not been sharing them. Yeah, like, this is on my daughter's podcast and then never again. Mom. Mom. Dad. Yeah, yeah, where's our Snapchats? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. About our podcast, tell me. Yeah. Tell me. It's my turn today. Unfortunately. That's rude. That's really kind of rude. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing episode or part two to the story that I did last time. This one's a little bit longer. Seems a little more gruesome from scrolling through it. Ugh. But I promise my next episode will be a true crime. Because I'm really deep diving into what oh, I'm doing right now. I did a true crime one last time I did ep- Not last time, but the time before that. The yogurt chop is pretty good. If you didn't remember. Yeah, you should go listen to that episode. Yeah. Okay. So, what are you drinking today, Kirsten? I'm drinking <laughs> a caramel macchiato with oat milk. From where? From Starbucks. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a venti caramel ribbon crunch frappuccino. Like something like I on TikTok? Yeah. Avocado toast. It's a woman. With I don't care. I'm talking about the guy specifically that voiced over. And no, he didn't voice well, over. Well, I'm not saying voiced over, but like match the voice. Another toast to waste. If you don't know what that is on TikTok, then I don't You're know where you live. Yeah. So there's that. After writing my account of a horrific experience I had as an eight-year-old child, many have encouraged me to speak about the aftermath. I've been hesitant to do so as I felt unsettled since I broke my silence. Sleep has not come easy to me in the last few nights. My skepticism, however, remains resilient as such, and as such, I will tell of what I experienced in the other room. So now there's another room. Okay, there's another room that we didn't know about. Oh my god. So I think you just need to cleanse yourself. Yeah, you need to like sage. You need, you need some crystals. You need something. You need Jesus. Something. This won't be as long as what occurred only took place over a few days, but that was more than enough for me. I don't know, this this part seems a little bit longer. If you recall, after that unwelcome nightly visitor left me, I was moved into another bedroom a year later. 
This room was much larger than the previous one and had a warm and welcoming atmosphere to it. Some places feel bad. The room felt foul, but this one did not. So we're, we're already going on to a good start. Is this the other room? Yeah, so he after his experience with that monster, a year later he was moved into a different room in yeah, the but house. but he's seen a story of another room. Is this the other it's room? This, yes, I'm Even assuming. Even though it was warm and welcoming? Yeah, well, when he first apparently went in, it was warm and welcoming, so... We'll it don't fold you. <laughs> Thankfully, I was given a normal bed. The previous one was taken apart and thrown out. A welcome sight, I might add. I loved my new room. I enjoyed the space for all my toys. I was happy that the place was large enough to have my friends drop by. Most of all, I was relieved to just be out of that uneasy, foreboding part of the house. And I remember last time his parents moved into his room, and they only lasted a little bit in there. They said like 10 days. Yeah, it was, it was a very short amount of time. Aww. So I would like to hear what the parents experienced. Yes. Because, like, Me too. Yeah. Me too. Like, you know, it's a kid, but if a grown adult, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On the first night, I slept more soundly than I had done for a long, long time. Of course, I still moved my bed several feet away from the wall. I told my mother that I and my friends liked to use the gap between the bed and wall as a hiding place when we were playing. I used to sleep in, like, the gap. Like, if my mattress, like, pushed out, I would just fall asleep, like, in the gap between my wall and my bed. It was pretty cozy. Just, no, like, thank you. Just, like, all scrunched up. Oh, my God. And, like, cozy. I feel so claustrophobic. I don't know. I like, I Ooh. like, I like being, like, in, like, not, I don't want to say a, no, well, like, kind of. Like, I like having above me open, but I like, like, my sides being, like, squished together. It feels nice. It's comforting. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay, whatever. It's you. fine. It's only no, one of us. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> I woke the next day feeling refreshed and relaxed. As I lay there watching some of my favorite cartoons on a small portable television, I noticed something odd. An old dark brown armchair, which had always been there, sat at the foot of my bed, large and looming. It was frayed and worn, having been given to us as part of a suite by my cousin. But it had been used many times, even by then. The chair itself was not unusual, but what unsettled me was that I could have sworn that before I had went to sleep, the chair was facing away from the bed. Now, in the cold light of day, the chair was facing me. I assume one of my parents had moved it while I slept, probably looking for something which had been left there before we switched rooms. Or did also it? your fault. <laughs> the second night was not as restful. It was around 11 p.m. and I could hear my parents' television from the other side of the house. The room was largely in darkness, the only illumination an orange hue drifting through my window from the streetlights outside. I lay there content. At first I thought it was the sound of my own breath, uh, my own breath exhaling and inhaling as I rested, but then I stopped for a moment. The quiet, almost inaudible sound of someone else in the room breathing in and out did not cease. It continued rhythmically and without pause. I lay there in the darkness, but while I was still recovering from the terror instilled in me from my experiences in my previous bedroom, I was not entirely afraid. The breathing was so distant, and unlike the wheezing I had heard during my encounter with that thing in the wall, that I remained calm. And even at that early age, I believed that it was so subtle that it was probably my imagination playing tricks on me. Still, I took no chances. I stepped out of bed, walked across the room, and turned the light on. The sound had gone. I stared at that old worn armchair facing the foot of my bed, which was within reach, reaching distance of where I slept. 
I turned it around to face the other way. I had no real reason to do so, but something about it sitting there filled me with dread. The third night, I was not so fearless. Again, I awoke in the darkness, lying on my back as I stared up at the ceiling, which seemed to be happily absorb, which seemed to happily absorb the dim orange light from the street. The tree outside my window swayed in a calm breeze, casting a strange collective collection of improbable moving shadows across the room. I could hear nothing but the long and distant hum of the city's night traffic. Just as I began to drift back into sleep, I heard it. A creak from the bottom of my bed as if something had moved or shifted its weight on the floor. Here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> it's definitely you and not the bedroom that you were in. Yeah. Just for another. You need to like egg cleanse. Yeah. Oh. Cleanse your soul. Yeah, go get baptized. Something. Find Jesus. <laughs> Find Jesus. I raised my head, appearing through the darkness, but saw nothing strange. Everything sat as it had done throughout the day. Nothing was out of place. I cast my gaze across the room. Some comic, some comics on the floor. A few boxes which had still to be unpacked. The armchair unmoved, still facing away f- from the bottom of my bed. There was nothing sinister here. I was now fully awake, glancing over at my television, considering whether or not to enjoy some late-night TV. I'd have to keep the volume low, of course, as my older brother would hear it in the next room and no doubt tell me to switch it off. That's so weird that, like, back then it was, like, TV noise is such, like, a bother when most people, like, fall asleep to the TV. Yeah. Like, just as I sat up fully in bed, I heard it again. A low creak accompanied by a sound. The sound of the slightest of movements. I looked again at the room. The dim orange shadows cast by leaves hanging by the window now took on a more menacing form. I still saw no reason to be afraid. I stared at the chair at the end of my bed and saw nothing unusual about it. It's quite common for the mind to take a moment to fully come to terms with what it is seeing. It takes time to put the full horror of what is in front of you together into a moment of cold, bitter realization. Yes, I was staring at that old, worn armchair in the dark, what I was also staring at was the person sitting in it. In the dim light, I could only see the outline of the back and its head. The rest obscured by the spine of the chair, I sat motionless, staring, praying, hoping that my eyes were being misled by their surroundings. The slow creak of movement as it shifted in its battered throne chilled me to my very core. This was no mere trick, trick of the dark. There's the lady. There's somebody sitting in his chair. Somebody sitting in the wrong chair. <laughs> and it's not him. <laughs> oh, God. Then it shifted onto its right side. I knew what it was doing. It was turning to look at me. It was difficult to make out, for even in the room, it seemed darker than everything around it. I saw what looked like a collection of long fingers slipped over the crest of the chair, and then another. The room was silent, but for the sound of this thing shuffling in its seat and the crash of my racing heart at first i could only make out the outline of its forehead but then it began to rise up revealing two two pinpoints of light in the dark recesses of its deeply set eye sockets it was staring at me i screamed and within a moment my brother and mother came into the room switching the light on asking if i had another bad dream i sat up speechless barely acknowledging them staring intently at the now empty armchair I think you should just move out of the house even if you're 9, 10 years old Mm -hmm. I don't think it's put me into foster care I don't want to be here anymore 
And I feel like it's him though, so Yeah. I don't know. It maybe might just it's follow him around. Maybe the whole house is just targeting him though. You know what I mean? Like, like he could, could be its be target. To it, like clinging to him now. That's true. So if he goes somewhere else, it's gonna be same shit, different day. Oh, <laughs> same <laughs> shit, different day. <laughs> I was the only one in that room for another few days before we suddenly moved. Oh my god, that means it followed. It, that does mean it followed because oh! the story is not over yet. <laughs> I was alright. I was alright. I saw nothing for the remaining nights, except for my last sleep in that room where I woke to a warm air of something breathing into my ear. I jumped out of bed, turned the light on. The slow, rhythmic breathing of something unseen remained, louder than before. I spent the rest of that night on the couch in the living room. Two years later, I slept, slept soundly in my bed in our new house. There had been no other incidences, and I was sure that I had left behind whatever strangeness strangeness had plagued me in that little average suburban home i was however left one parting gift my tormentors and in my opinion the watcher in that armchair was a different entity to the thing that was in the elongated room had one last surprise in store for me like an animal claiming its territory it was not entirely out I was not entirely out of their grasp. For one last terrifying moment, I felt the presence of those things. I lay there sound asleep, two years since those horrifying experiences. I was in the throes of a nightmare and suddenly, happily found myself awake, safe and sound in my bed. The room was darker than usual. I breathed a sigh of relief, as one does when waking from a nightmare. A nightmare. But the room was so dark. I could see nothing at all, as if something had snuffed out the light. I chuckled to myself, realizing that I must have pulled my blanket up over my face while sleeping. The cotton blanket felt cool against me, but the air was a little too too warm, almost stifling. Just as I was about to remove the blanket for some air, I heard it. For the last time, I heard it. The rhythmic breathing of the watcher at the end of my bed. So we're in a whole new house. Whole new bed. Maybe a whole new town. And there's still bitches. And they're still there. Fear gripped me, followed by anger and despair. Why could I not be left alone? I then did something most peculiar. I decided to speak to it. Perhaps this thing did not mean to harm me. Perhaps it was unaware of the terror it had caused me. Surely a young boy deserves some mercy. As the breathing grew louder and closer, I began to cry. I could feel its presence on the other side of the blanket. It's breathing hanging over me like a stagnant wind. Through the tears, I uttered two words, which would surely put an end to all of this. Please stop. I would have been like, get the fuck out of here, bitch! <laughs> I got God and crystals on my side. And the tarot cards and all the manifestation in the world. Cause I'm, in a, I'm in a manifesting group on Facebook. We manifest good things. <laughs> is it working yeah okay okay i manifested money and eric got a bonus not even kidding <laughs> i started manifesting it two weeks later bitch got a bonus he doesn't know that but okay and my crystals are working oh my god just saying okay <laughs> You know how many people have... Okay, so Laura asked me about what crystal shops I go to yesterday. So I put her on some good shit. 
And then Kaylin was talking about the crystal shop that she goes to. I put her on some good shit. I'm doing good things for the world. <laughs> Lord, you better bless me. <laughs> I better be going to heaven. <laughs> All right. Crystal heaven. All right, we're at 31. 31 minutes? Yeah. The breathing began to change. It became more animated, quicker somehow. I could hear something shuffling next to me, standing close by. The breathing then moved. First back to the foot of my bed, and then slowly across the room, through the door, into the hallway, and then gone. Half crying, half elated, I lay in the still darkness. Half crying, half elated, I lay in the still darkness, my face still covered by the blanket. You may consider this a victory of some sort, but I do not. If those things were real, I know now beyond a shadow of a doubt that their intentions were not misconstrued. They were twisted, filled with malice. I would normally never use such a word to describe anything, but it's as close to evil as I ever hope as I hope I ever come. How do I know that? I'll tell you how. Moments after that thing seemed to have left the house, something passed forcefully down on top something pressed forcefully down on top of me, pushing the blanket with great strength against my face. I could feel a large hand with long, thin fingers wrapping the covers around my skull. Its nails imprinted upon me like sharp razor ridges. I managed to slide down into the gap between the bed and the wall, quickly making my escape, clambering and screaming out of my room, waking my family. Make no mistake that the thing in the darkness tried to smother me, smother me to death. Okay, so that was about half of this story um, by Michael Whitehouse. He posted this on Creepypasta. He also has his own Wattpad. He has a webpage. So he's published, it looks like, three books. On a Hill, The Face of Fear, and The Horrors of Christmas. So definitely, if you like those spooky, creepy things, maybe go buy one of his books. He's got a Facebook. He's got a Twitter. Um, Go give him some love because these were some pretty spooky, scary stories. And yeah, so you can also, we will link the creepypasta post. Yes, we will. Um, So you can go finish his other three parts if you want. But uh, that was the first two, so just a little... Yeah, we figured people wanted to know after he moved to his parents' bedroom what, like, happened. Yeah, but it seems like this all continues throughout his entire adulthood. Yes. This character, or whether it's based off of him or if it's character, I don't really know. But um, it goes all the way through his adulthood, it looks like. It's going, you know, way in there. So, yeah, definitely go go give this, this writer some love. You know? Yes. Very good. Yes. Very good stories. Yeah. So, um, that was the episode. I promise I'll have a paranormal, not a paranormal, a true crime one next time. Yes. Pinky promise. It's gonna be a good one. Pinky, pinky promise. All right. So we'll All catch right. you on the flip side. Uh, keep on sipping. Keep on sipping. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, Kirsten here from Killer's Crime and Coffee. Don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook at Killer's Crime and Coffee, a true crime and paranormal podcast, Instagram at Killer's Crime Coffee Pod, and you can also visit our website, killerscrimecoffee.wixsite.com. Feel free to email us uh, your story suggestions and feedback at killerscrimecoffeepod at gmail.com. Make sure to also follow our friend Kobe, who made our awesome intro music on Instagram at kobe.conrad with four Ds, where you can find a link to his music. Make sure to find us on Spotify and Amazon Music. Bye!